Welcome to A Wild New Work, a podcast about how to take wise, soul-centered action in your work life, all based on the wisdom of nature. I'm Megan Leatherman, a mother to two small kids, coach, writer, and amateur ecologist living in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm your host today. Hey friend, and welcome. I'm so glad that you're here today. I'm hoping that this episode gives you a more expansive and helpful definition of stability and the places where you can find it and cultivate it for yourself, especially in this world where that concept of stability and what it means to be stable and safe and adaptable continues to shift in the face of the global pandemic and climate change and all that that entails. So I'm glad you're here because the winter season which we're in right now, the sun just shifted into the sign of Aquarius which brings us into the heart of the winter season. It's a really perfect time to be thinking about the structures in our lives, including the work that we do, and asking whether or not it's stable enough, flexible enough, spacious enough to really support us in the next cycle of growth this coming spring and summer. So no matter when you're listening, these are good things to be thinking about and unpacking as most of us inherited unhelpful notions of what it means to be stable, especially in work. Many of us are still carrying the expectation that we should be in a job or an industry or a career for longer than may actually work for us or that there's something wrong with us if we haven't found the thing to be in for a long, long time. And I want to expand your notions here so that you can be present with your work and your life in a way that feels balanced and like it's an integrity with you and who you are right now in this really unique moment in your life. Usually I start these podcast episodes with an opening invocation and I'm feeling now like that's something that I just sort of want to bring back into my personal practice. So um, I always, before I record these, I always sort of ask for a blessing and that they be helpful to all those who receive them and that they be part of the healing and restoration and rebirth that's taking place in this world. But I want to sort of just bring that back into my private experience and just encourage you to wherever you are, be breathing and notice your body and be present with what I'm going to share in whatever way fits for you right now, even if you're, you know, driving or doing the dishes or whatever you're doing. So thank you for being here. I want to start by talking a little bit about what I'm noticing about the concept of stability. And this has been in flux since, you know, 2020 when the pandemic began. And here we are, you know, two years in, year three of this pandemic, and I'm noticing that many of us are still doing a lot of work to try to maintain old notions of stability where they just don't make sense anymore. And that's extremely draining. It can send us into loops of panic and despair. Like, I can't I'm clamoring for this older sense of stability and it's not there or it never will be. I don't have, you know, I can't find the ground beneath me and that can be really scary and it can um, take up a lot of our mental, spiritual, emotional space. 
I'm also noticing that many of us are getting clarity about what needs to fall away or be completely reconfigured in order to be stable for us going forward. You know, for me, that's been childcare and this like epic saga of childcare over the last two years, trying to find caregivers and support for my family and you know, just going through major uh, fluctuations over who is safe and stable to be with, who is available, what can we afford, what's best for our children, should I even keep working, do I need to be the source of stability, you know, the only source of stability for them. And we're still unpacking that constantly, especially with this Omicron variant. I want you to know that I'm with you in this, and you may not be doing it with childcare, but I bet there are other structures in your life that you are seriously reevaluating. And I want this episode to sort of quicken that process so that you can see them in a different light and really give yourself a new sense of steadiness, a new sense of ground beneath you that you can really sink into and lean into so that you can face what comes in this world in a way that is not easy, but easeful and spacious and clear. Stability for many people continues to mean this sense of like preservation, of freezing something, of stagnation. You know, many people, because they don't have a sense of inner stability fostered, clamor for a sense of outer stability, which oftentimes they want to look like nothing changing, right? It's, you know, people, some people want to stay in a job for 30 years and that's like their main external source of stability and then there's a reorg and that falls away and it becomes a huge personal crisis and loss of identity because so much of their sense of steadiness was wrapped up in that job or in that organization and this doesn't mean that that person did anything wrong or that they're bad or or foolish I don't mean to say that at all but I do think it's important for us to re reevaluate where stability comes from and to reconceptualize it as not something that we have to hold on to or hoard or preserve and cling to but stability as really the ability to recover When an ecosystem or like a forest undergoes a major crisis like a wildfire or a flood, it enters into this period of recovery where new growth comes in, you know, smaller organisms and smaller plant life come in and then larger bushes come in and over many, many years, larger organisms can be supported like trees and wildlife returns and it goes through this really important cycle and no ecosystem is the same forever right but its stability comes from the capacity it has to respond and react to disturbances which are normal and constant and its ability to recover and regrow and be renewed and also its ability to just I think, accept the fact that decline is always a part of the life cycle. And so we have a lot to learn from these ecosystems in the way that the natural world conceives of stability, right? Stagnation is death in the natural world, and this includes us. Hoarding doesn't make sense in the context of an abundant ecosystem, right? It makes more sense to take what you can carry and be nimble and to not let all of your resources 
be in one place or be held in, in a source of risk or exposure, right? True stability lies in the the capacity you have to be generous, to share, to connect with others, to pay attention to what's going on. So everything in this world and every ecosystem is constantly in flux. And to be sure, right now in the pandemic and with the social upheaval and societal shifts that are happening, it is a lot. It's too much on many days. It's too much for us to handle because many of us don't have true sources of stability to fall back on. We're noticing that the places where we put our hope or our faith or our trust are falling away. We used to depend on schools being open and that schools were just safe places to send our kids. We used to be able to depend on the fact that, you know, if we had an injury and needed to go to the ER, it would be easy to get in and be seen. And some of these things are coming into question. And we're wondering, you know, what can I really rely on? Where can I find that sense of safety? And work is a large area where we do often find a sense of safety and that is falling away and changing too. Hopefully by now you've had some renegotiation of what it means to work in the midst of COVID, whether you're in the service industry and learning to do that with masks and by being as safe as you can be, or you're working from home and you're still negotiating what that means and perhaps you have found a rhythm that feels really good and you're kind of coming to terms with what it might mean to go back hybrid or go back in person full time. This is a really good opportunity to consider whether our work is stable enough in the ways that we need. Not in the old ways of thinking about just getting a paycheck or having something, you know, being able to say you've been in a place for three years on your resume or stable enough to launch you into whatever is next, but stable enough in new ways that can actually hold you. And I want to share what those are today. We can look throughout the rest of the natural world and see so many examples of true resilience because we are surrounded by organisms that have been on this planet much longer than humans and that have lived through shifts and climate change and disasters that are sort of beyond our comprehension. And some of the ones that I have been thinking about in preparation for this episode are the oak trees and the oak groves that can survive and stay rooted even in the midst of hurricanes because of their deep networks of connection and stability. I've been thinking about the sturgeon, which is an ancient fish that can live, you know, in the mix of salt and fresh water that is so well adapted to its environment that it has hardly changed in 200,000 years. I've been thinking about fungi and how they are present all across almost every landscape and how these creatures that are not quite animal and not quite plant find themselves in these incredible symbiotic relationships with plant life that may only grow in this unique part of the world, that they are so hyper adapted and attuned to what is around them that they can thrive. And so these teachers can show us what it means to have true connection or community, to have self-congruence, to be well adapted to our environment, and to be 
so localized and hyper aware of what's around us and what is happening in our inner and outer ecosystems that we can be truly adaptable and survive even in the midst of things that are really disruptive. So I want to walk us through these three areas and I'll start with connection or community. Capitalism, which is the dominant economic structure that we're in, and white supremacy, which is, you could argue, is like its twin or its partner or its offshoot. Capitalism and white supremacy destroy community by design. It's hard for capitalism and white supremacy to thrive in the face of a really strong community where resources are shared equally or um, communally, right? You don't really see capitalism thriving in indigenous communities where it truly doesn't make sense because it's based on extraction and hierarchy and the damage of or destruction of true community ties and relationships. And so we are living in this context. We grow up in this context context of capitalism and extraction and relating to others in a way that subjugates one another and that teaches us that in order to be successful we have to be fully self-sufficient, self-reliant, that it's a failure if we have to depend on others, right? And all of that comes into our working lives with us. And so no wonder networking feels really gross to most people. It's because we're mimicking relationships that are not truly reciprocal or very healthy. We learn how to network in the model of capitalism, which says, I need something from you and it's a transaction and what can you give me and what do I need to pay you or give you in return? It does feel yucky. But we can look at examples like the mutual aid networks that have popped up so much during COVID, the indigenous and often women-led communities that have been placed long before COVID that may be on the margins of our awareness, but that have been holding communities together all throughout the invention of capitalism and the rise of white supremacy. We can learn so much from these oak groves that are deeply rooted and connected, that share information, that can share information both through their roots and the fungal networks underground, but also through chemicals that they send through the air. They have multiple modes of communication and can alert one another to viruses that they're experiencing, um, resource drains that they are experiencing. They can share resources through their roots and also through messages messages taken by the wind. To be truly stable right now in our working lives specifically is beyond our professional networks, but we can bring it in there too. To be truly stable right now means being in resonant, reciprocal relationships with people who can meet you there, people who can acknowledge that this is an unprecedented time of need and struggle. People who can acknowledge that capitalism is crushing most of us, that the expectations we have of one another in the workplace are unreasonable and unsustainable. People who can meet you from a place of total respect and belief in you, regardless of whether or not you feel like you can be productive or creative or grounded right now. And many of those relationships will exist outside of your working life. But in because of COVID and this pandemic, some of those have probably fallen away too. And it's really hard to think about how can I create 
community now from this place where we're still social distancing, where it still might not feel safe to gather, where, you know, you may not have people in your life who feel like this is as serious a time as you do. People in your life who are like, what's wrong? Everything's fine. You know, COVID is ending. And why are you having such a hard time, you know, working and coping? But there are people who can meet you there, who can say, I see that the expectations I had of myself to be self-reliant and completely self-sufficient in my career are not sustainable, that I don't want to live that way. I don't want to buy into this idea that I have to do all of this by myself or that I'm a failure if I need some extra support. And I know this is probably stuff that you've thought about. There's a lot of like cliche lingo around vulnerability and these concepts of like connecting with one another, but I encourage you to take it to your edge, right? And one of the most helpful ways to do that is to think about, you know, if you couldn't work, if you couldn't earn an income in the traditional ways through traditional employment, who in your network would carry you? Who could you lean on? What would that mean for your identity as someone who may believe that you need to be completely self-sufficient? What do you contribute to your community besides you know, a reliable income or your work identity. So I encourage you to really take yourself to your edge there and to think about where there is stability in your relationships, who is in your oak grove, where are you firmly rooted, and do you want to expand that grove? Do you want to strengthen those connections? And the way that you're going to do that is probably not through only giving and trying to be generous, but also through receiving and doing that humbly and remembering that there is a massive flow of energy that comes through you, from you, and to you. And how can you be open to that flow of care, resources, knowledge, money, opportunities, love, whatever it is, how can you expand your openness to that flow? True stability also lies in our connection to the divine, to our vertical connection. So not only are we rooted and connected horizontally to others in our ecosystem, we have to remember that we need that vertical connection to the divine as well. This pandemic, this period of life is going to feel so much heavier, so much more despondent and scary if we don't remember and cultivate our connection to the force of life that is holding us, that offers us care and support that is watching over us. I don't know what language you use for that. I don't know what your spiritual conceptions are, but if you don't have a strong sense of your spirituality and your life beyond the day-to-day and the day-to-day work, I really want to encourage you to bring and shift some awareness to that, to spend less energy on what you can touch and hold and see, and spend more energy cultivating a relationship to what you cannot see, to the mystery that is holding all of us, to the mystery that wants us to thrive and flourish and learn something new in these times to the mystery that can see our pain and that can help us to hold what feels like we cannot hold. So that's what I want to say about connection. (laughs) Two other areas I want to talk about today are self-congruence and localized 
adaptation, hyper-adaptation. I'll start with self-congruence. And what I mean by this is the ability for you to know yourself, to connect with your true self, and for that essence of you to be able to flow into your life and into your work. I've been catching up on the second season of this show on Netflix called Cheer. It's a documentary on the competitive world of cheerleading, and there's a lot I could say about this show, but it's really incredible to watch these athletes and all of the like physical exertion and the tumbling and just what they do with their bodies is incredible. I cannot imagine ever being able to just like jump and flip through my own strength. It's really incredible. And these athletes practice for this routine, this like two minute routine, you know, all year. And then all of their energy gets put into this two minutes and like 15 seconds routine and it's incredibly exhausting and takes just a tremendous amount of discipline and energy and I sort of feel like many of us are continuing to do these tumbling activities all throughout our days we are trying to contort ourselves into a sense of stability and reliability that just is not sustainable. It's like we're having a day where we just are coming to terms with the fact that things are collapsing around us and we're, you know, doing backflips and tumbling into these meetings like, oh yeah, I can be here. Like, let me hold space for you. I can do that other thing. Like, no problem, you know, or we're contorting ourselves and trying to do all these flips in the air to get ourselves to believe that we should stay in this job that we despise or that does not feel like a good fit anymore, or we're contorting and and trying to convince ourselves that we can't do anything else or that we have no options or that we need to be learning from this constantly or this pandemic should be making us a better person whatever it is we know that place where we're exerting an unreasonable amount of energy in order to make sense of where we are we're doing mental emotional spiritual gymnastics all day every day and it is exhausting some of it is required, like negotiating the you know COVID risk and what are we going to do and how can we make this work and how can we adapt. And that is exhausting enough in and of itself. But to be flipping and you know trying to fit ourselves into a concept of ourselves or a way that we feel like we need to show up in our career and in our life is energy that we don't actually have to expend you can navigate these times in a way that is congruent for you, in a way that makes sense to you. If working full-time does not make sense to you anymore, you are not alone and I encourage you to own that. I don't believe anyone really should be working full-time more than two or three days a week right now. The energy that it takes to understand what's happening and to process what's happening and to care for our loved ones and to show up for our communities and to cook healthy food and make our homes resilient in the face of climate change. All of that is taking more energy than it used to and more than our you know time outside of work really allows. And for some of you working full-time is still like such a grace and you love it and I, I celebrate that. But if there are things in your working structures, like 
constantly being on call, being available on a phone, working full time, not taking time off, managing other people, not managing other people, whatever it is, if it is not making sense to you, if it feels like you're doing gymnastics all day, just give yourself permission to acknowledge that it's not making sense. Really breathe into that place where you need relief, where you need to show up for yourself in a way that feels congruent, like there's an ease of flow. Give yourself permission to be who you are now with these needs. Get to know yourself now in the third year of a global pandemic. You're probably different than you were before 2020. And how could your work actually be spacious and supportive enough where you could meet your needs more, where you could be who you need to be right now, whether it's for your community or for your family or for yourself. And that's going to be different than old concepts of stability, like perhaps you were the breadwinner and you had to earn, you know, everything you needed for your family or for yourself. Perhaps it was um, that you needed to be the ambitious one in your family that succeeded on behalf of your parents or your siblings. How can these concepts of stability and what you thought you needed to be change? Can you just breathe into the possibility that they can change? The last one I want to talk about today is adaptation. And I mean like hyper localized adaptation, like so many of the fungus that we see in our world exhibit. And adaptation is like on one hand exhausting because we've been doing it so much since 2020 and and even beyond before that but we're also i think learning new ways to adapt that are sustainable so by this i don't mean the super big disruptive like tech scene concept of adaptation like let's blow up an industry and start over let's you know go nuclear on this plot of land or this garden or whatever it is and and start new. Let's rip up all the soil. That's not what I mean at all. Adaptation in the natural world is tiny. It's subtle. It's sometimes imperceptible. It's these small tweaks that over time add up to major shifts. But to do that requires that we pay attention to what is here right now. And not in a way that like is us putting our head in the sand where we can't even look at what we want or need in the future or we can't even think beyond ourselves but taking a little bit of energy and time to turn inward and to notice like what are my needs today what do I have capacity for in this next hour how is my capacity different after that call or after lunch or after that walk and to really be more attuned to the ebb and flow of not only our energy, but our resources and our needs. You know, what makes sense to me now? What is the next aligned step for me in my life and in my work? A lot of us are still clinging on to these ideas that to be stable means to be predictable, to be reliable for others in the same ways that we were reliable before 2020. A lot of us are clinging to the these ideas that have already decomposed, that have already fallen from the tree, that are no longer useful or relevant for us. And so how can we be hyper attuned to our inner landscapes and to the shifts that we need to make, whether that's 
adding, you know, a cup of water that we're drinking every day or saying no to one more thing or saying yes to one more thing a day? How can we be more attuned and give ourselves permission to make small shifts that offer a new sense of stability? This pressure that you might feel to make big changes or this desire you feel to break out of where you are is so sacred and and I encourage you to really listen to that because there are times in our lives where we need to go nuclear and I I hate that term because I'm not a proponent of nuclear arms or war. I'll I'll try to think of a better like more natural organic metaphor but there are times when things really do need to fall away. Maybe it's a forest fire like forest fires are incredibly purifying and cleansing when they're done in balance and not the result of you know settler colonialism on sacred land that has been mismanaged and misunderstood for millennia but there are times when our inner ecosystem undergoes a massive fire or flood and i respect that and treat that as really sacred and there are times when we're just moving through our day-to-day life and the world feels really overwhelming and we just need a minute to breathe and take one extra deep breath or give ourselves one line of encouragement or one connection to another being whether it's a plant or a person or an animal and that that's how we keep going is that we continue to adapt and acknowledge that our needs shift and that our capacity shifts and the expectations that we have for ourselves and for our work may also need to shift over time so that's what I wanted to share with you today and I just again I want you to know that I'm living all of this with you and these aren't meant to be like prescriptions or give you any sense that you're not already doing enough. I just want to expand your sense of stability so that you remember that the stability of the ground that you might be looking for is not outside of you. It doesn't lie in another job or another organization or that client or that project that you want. The stability that you need right now lies in your connection to yourself, to the divine, to others in your life who are deeply resonant to you, who understand and can make space for your complex experience. True stability lies in your capacity to know yourself and to be congruent with yourself and to live a life that makes sense to you first. And it also lies in your ability to adapt and to know your needs and to let those needs change and to give yourself what you need as you need it. And this came up for me just with this very podcast episode. It was very ironic. I recorded this and at the end of the first recording, my computer just crashed out of nowhere, which has never happened before. And I lost most of the recording. And this was last week when the podcast was already late. I didn't get out get it out on Tuesday like I usually do. I was completely swamped with work and I could have pushed myself through and, and told Chris, like, you've got to be with the kids for another hour because I have to finish this episode and get it out. That would have been meeting my old standards of reliability and stability. It's really important to me that I get this episode out to you on the timeline that I've committed to and you may have no idea what the timeline is is that's fine but I have inner expectations and timelines that I want to meet and that feel important to me 
but I knew in that moment that what I needed, the stability, the steadiness that I needed was to give my body and mind a break, to accept that this just wasn't going to happen on the timeline that I needed it to, and to cultivate my inner sense of congruence and and make sense in my own way, which had to be just letting it go for last week. And that's what made sense. That was what I had capacity for. And so it's hard, but we can continue to practice this. And this is what is going to make us sustainable and make us feel like we can truly flourish in the midst of everything that's falling away. You know, many things are falling away and declining, and it does feel scary. And there are many things that are growing and progressing and getting better and better. And I hope that part of that is your own relationship to yourself and your own relationship to your community of people and of beings that live in the ecosystem that you're in. So may this be helpful to you. Please let me know how it lands. If you have any questions, you're always welcome to reach out to me. If you would like to stay in touch and get more insights and wisdom from the natural world like this, I just want to invite you to sign up for my weekly note. It comes to your inbox and um, I'm happy to share space with you in that way if you would like to stay in closer connection. There's a link to that in the show notes for you. So I hope that your work continues to flex and be stable in the ways that you really need right now, which are going to change. I hope that your work can be a place where you do feel connected, where you do feel congruent, like you can be who you are and who you need to be right now, and that it's open enough and flexible enough that it can adapt and continue to fit who you are. And If it's not, then I encourage you to look at where you can cultivate that internally first so that the stability you need is fostered inside and that then you will know and have the clarity that you need in order to make changes to your outer working life um, so that you do have some of that external stability reflected back to you. Okay, my friends, I will be back with you hopefully, you know, soon. (laughs) It continues to flex. My plan is to get another episode out next week. And I just wish you such care and uh, steadiness as you go. All right, bye.